Welcome to Shining Bright, the Farm Her radio show all about women doing great things. Women who are making the ordinary extraordinary. Women following their passion, taking action, and making a difference for themselves and others. Join me, Margie, as your host on Shining Bright by Farm Her. Hello, I am so happy to be here with you today. So we just finished up one of the biggest things that we do uh, with our events at Farm Her, and that was our I Am Farm Her conference. We had women from all over the country come in to Des Moines, Iowa in the best time of the year, quite honestly, that we have here in Iowa, and that was in June. And uh, we spent a couple of days connecting um, you know, hearing from inspirational women, hearing some empowering stories, and just uh, kind of being around people who are our people. And so um, we're going to later on in this episode, kind of have a really fun wrap up with Jenny Smith, who you might remember Jenny from uh, season one of Farm Her the TV show on RFD TV. But uh, Jenny is somebody who I admire very much. She is a farmer here in the Des Moines area. And she also has a full, very full-time job. She travels all around the country working for BASF. And so um, Jenny agreed to MC our event. And she's just one of those super fun people. So you got to stick around later on in this episode. She's going to talk about what she took away from the event and kind of give you her take on some of the awesome speakers that were there. And so we'll talk a little bit more about this, but the very first day, um, we kicked it off with the deputy secretary of agriculture, Julie Kenny. And then I had the pleasure of following her and, uh, I gave my normal, you know, who I am, what farm her is, what we're all about. I shared some new stories that we have a couple that have already been recently on the TV show. Um, some ones where I learned something about myself, you know, ones that really stretched my, um, my uh, capabilities and my willingness to to like be a participant, you know, uh, like delivering a baby pig, catching a 15 inch trout with my hands, you know, like whatever those are, you know, they've stretched me and I shared some of those fun opportunities. Um, and then I finished it up with a talk about what's your opportunity. And I think this is an important one right now because uh, this is a really tough environment. We've got some really terrible um, flooding. We've got some um, many issues. We've got commodity prices. We've got trade issues. We, we got all the things, right? And um, you know that. And that means pressure. That means stress. That means worry. That means fear. That means all of those things. And it usually doesn't mean looking at all of the bright things that are in front of you. But here's here's what I want to challenge you all to think about and what I challenged our audience to think about. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be uh, closing one door is is bad, right? What is the opportunity in front of you? What is the opportunity that you have in front of you? And I promise you, we all have opportunities in front of us, some little, some big, it doesn't matter because one opportunity leads to another, right? And so um, I've recently been going through this period thinking about the opportunities in front of me and in front of Farm Her. And uh, it starts with making that time to really think about it, right? Whether that's going to a class, whether that's maybe talking to a consultant, maybe that's getting in a business advisor, maybe that's working with a mentor of yours or reaching out to a mentor, but making that time to learn and figure out what the opportunity is in front of you. And then we're going to talk about this later on in this episode again, but accountability. 
opportunity is just that when it's something written on a piece of paper, right? Like I want to do this. This is what I want to do. But when you come up with a plan and you tell all of the people around you and you know those people are going to keep questioning you, like, have you done this? Where are you at in this? Can I help you in this? That matters. That will make me every day go, you know, I know that my friend over there is going to ask me, did I make that follow-up call or did I make that really tough call or did I make that really big decision that's really hard, you know, and um, it, it's just there. It's, it's the truth and you need those people to keep you accountable. And so telling those people who are going to make you accountable is a really, really big step towards that opportunity. Another thing we're going to talk about later on, we're going to have another guest after we talk to Jenny, Lisa Rasmussen, who is a woman who I happen to sit by at the I Am Farm Her conference. And we got into this conversation at lunch about some life-changing things that she has going on. And um, in hers, you know, it, it might seem from the outside looking in that it's the lack of opportunity, but for her, it is opportunity. And that's because they know their why. They know what they want. They know what their vision is of where they want to go. And so their opportunity might look different than what most people would think. And that's okay. You know, and so this discussion about opportunity, I think matters so much, but taking the time to stretch yourself and learn, taking the time to, you know, write it down and then making sure that somebody holds you accountable. And here's the last piece. It's time to go, right? Make sure you come up with an opportunity that you can run after. You can run after, okay? Because that that's the most important part. So stick with us. We're going to delve deep into the I Am From Her conference, and we're going to wrap it up and tell you some of the really cool things that happened here in Des Moines recently. So stick with us here on Shining Bright. Hello, and welcome back to Shining Bright. So I have got a treat for you. I know you guys have heard us talking about the I Am Farm Her conference that uh, was coming up, and now it has happened. And that is, uh, for any of you who maybe weren't listening, uh, our national event where we welcome people from all around the country. There's women who are professionals. There's producers. There's a little bit of everything in between. And we uh, have on the line Jenny Smith, who was, uh, she is a farm her. She was on season one of our TV show and she emceed that event for us. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much. Happy to be asked to be on. Yes, yes. So um, let's, before we jump into I Am Farm Her, I want to reintroduce you to our audience. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are? Who's Jenny? That'd be wonderful. So I always think it kind of helps sometimes if you can understand. I, I wonder what you guys are all doing as you're sitting there listening to this. I'm currently in a shed in the largest gladiola farm in North America, up in the state of Michigan. Um, I'm up on the road this week and uh, touring with some farmers. So this is what I do for my day job. Um, so my day job is a two-part job within the organization of BASF. Mm -hmm. uh, my first role that I have within the company is the biological team lead. And so what that means is I'm responsible to lead a team of researchers to find out what are some biological products and strategies that we can use today in modern agriculture 
And specifically, the segment that I look at is the horticulture segment. Mm -hmm. And how can we make things more efficacious and make things more profitable for farmers while also being good stewards of the environment? So that's part of my job within BASF. And then the second part of my job is to lead the sales team in North America for sales within the greenhouse and nursery segment, which we consider horticulture. So it's a wonderful opportunity and uh, it gets to put me in great places and get to connect with a lot of other farmers uh, just like myself in day-to-day activities. Yeah. Um, well, you you were just in Iowa last week. You're in Michigan. Um, I have a feeling that I will cross paths with you like at the airport before anything else. It sounds like you sound like a busy girl. Well, every time I say that, I keep looking forward to you because I've never seen a celebrity in an airport. And I'm waiting to see Margie, the celebrity, so that I can say, I've seen Margie in the airport and maybe even get to sit next to her on an airplane someday. But we most certainly do cross paths. (laughs) That would be a fun uh, time on the airplane, more fun than most of the times when I just plug my headphones in and sit there. Uh, But funny thing, one time I was at the airport and I saw this lady wearing a farm her shirt. And I like ran up to her because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And uh, it turns out I know her sister, um, which is wonderful, you know, but it was so funny. I'm sure she was like, back off person. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just all commit to taking our farm her shirts? Because I know all of our audience listeners out there right now are just like me. I am committed to the extremely comfortable swag that farm her puts out with the awesome decor. Let's just all commit to wearing that the next time we get on an airplane. And see uh, who we can find out there. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I I do that anyway. I'm like a shameless self promoter, as Tony would tell me all the time. But um, anyway, the shirts are just comfortable, so there's my plug. Um, but Good. okay, so Jenny, on top of being uh, that person that you are in those variety of roles at BASF, tell me a little bit about your farm her role. Yes. So in order for me to achieve that, as we look at the journey we go through in life, um, I was, grew up in Carlisle, Iowa, born and raised. And I started in going to college. When I went to college, I went to Iowa State, didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I grab, graduated with a liberal studies degree. And what that led me to was a series of jobs, which finally brought me to back to my home farm in Carlisle, Iowa. And I started Butcher Crick Farms. You know how I always like to say that where I was raised, it's, it's a called crick. a crick. Yeah. A creek. <laughs> We're from Iowa. <laughs> We're from Iowa. Yes. And so I did that for about full-time 10 years. And what that is, was I owned and operated an heirloom tomato farm within my family's farmland on a traditional corn, soybean, cattle farm in Iowa. And then I would raise heirloom tomatoes. And then I sold to farmers markets and various restaurants all throughout central Iowa. Now, you say that it sounds like you did this in the past, Jenny. Well, (laughs) the majority in the full-time role was yes, in the past. I did it full-time for 10 years. But when you're connected to agriculture and it's a piece of your soul and what you do and it's a big piece of your family, um, I knew that in order for me to be grounded, I had to keep a little bit of that passion with me. So I still to this day have the farm. It's much scaled back. And what we do is just raise a much less tomatoes and have fewer customers, but uh, still gives me the opportunity to be connected in the Iowa food economy. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, um, if any of you do watch our TV show, you will remember that we visited Jenny at her tomato farm and uh, got to see kind of that behind the scenes of what she grows, how she grows it, where she sells it, all those fun things. And that was a very fun episode. 
Um, so yeah, so that is who Jenny is. Um, and we had the pleasure of having you. I, I was so happy that this worked out because I know you are a very, very busy, a busy woman. And, um, you know, we were talking about the I Am From Her conference. I, I like, I feel like I throw your name out behind the scenes all the time. I'm like, Jenny would be great at this. Jenny would be great at this because <laughs> you're just such a fun person. And, um, you know, we, the idea for you to MC our conference came up and were you surprised when we reached out to you to do that? Or do you MC things all the time? I was surprised. Okay. <laughs> I have never emceed anything in my life. And all I could think about is I'll never be as good as Ed Wilson. <laughs> because Ed Wilson is our local meteorologist and he is an amazing emcee. And I thought, well, you know, this is Farmer, highly respected national organization. I mean, they, they could really probably get the best. And so when I was asked, I thought, well, I know that they would find me relatable because you know what? Every single person I met at our national event I had a connection with uh -huh. and it was an amazing experience to be able to have some relevance with each and every one of them. And I got to tell you, there is a really big value in positive self-talk. So yes. after I kind of thought about it and I thought, you know what, one of the things we discussed and I actually brought up at our national meeting that we just had, I am from her mm -hmm. was that we start with yes. And if we can start with yes, we can always work our way back and reach out to our support networks and our mentors, which we also discussed during the conference. And, um, and look how it turned out. It turned out wonderful. And I think that I, I behaved well enough. <laughs> I might get asked back someday. Yeah, you did. You be, you were just the right amount of behave, behavedness. What's the right <laughs> word? Behavior, good behavior. Uh, because yeah, I mean, it, it it was from the start. It kept it fun. And we've we've honestly never had an MC before. We've split it up amongst our team or, uh, you know, some of the duty fell on me and uh, I couldn't be there. And which we'll talk about here um, in a little bit. I was only there on the first day. And so obviously that wasn't uh, the key, but I, I think it added a really fun element and I'm so glad you could do it. So with that, we got to get going to break here in a minute. Um, but I want to tell you guys, oh, I want to tell you guys that here coming up, we are going to have um, all kinds of insight. We're going to talk about the speakers. We're going to hear more about what happened at the I Am Farm Her conference. And so uh, lastly, you heard Jenny plug it. I didn't set her up to do that, but we've got a whole bunch of new shirts out there. We have been working hard behind the scenes to drop a whole bunch of new merchandise that you haven't seen at all yet. So uh, for those of you here in Iowa, you can get a peek at it in person at the upcoming Iowa State Fair. But if you aren't in Iowa, you can go to farmher.com and click on the shop tab and you will see all kinds of awesomeness. We have a couple new ones that are some of my favorites and they're on repeat. There's this one that has a bad little donkey and there's another word for donkey on it. And uh, it's an awesome tank top that will remind you that you are pretty bad yourself and uh, a new agriculture shirt as well. So check that out at farmher.com under the shop tab. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are talking to one of my favorite farmers. Jenny Smith is on the line. Jenny, welcome back. 
Thank you. Yes. Yes. So uh, for those of you who may have missed it, we are going to jump back into what happened at our recent I Am Farm Her conference. So Jenny was the MC, And, um, you know, the the first day really kicked off. Well, actually, before the first day, you know what? We had that awesome. Did you come? You were at the Peace Tree uh, Brewery um, reception, right? The Yes, the, I absolutely was. Yeah, that was fun. We've never done that before. So for all of you who aren't Iowans or weren't at our event, we have this wonderful woman-owned brewery right here in central Iowa. And we were able to go there and kick back and get a little tour of the brewery that night. So that was a fun way to kick it off. I have a short secret too. Oh, let's hear it. When I was getting my farm started, this was the same similar time around when Megan, who owns Peace Tree with her and her family, um, were working on getting Peace Tree up and going. And I had a huge farm party and someone reached out and said, hey, there's a local brewery down in Knoxville. Maybe they'd be willing to come and have to bring some beer. And the crew showed up and they brought us some kegs of some of their newest beers to try. This is all when we first got started. And you know what happens when you have magical moments and you just all get to sit and connect. Yeah. That was definitely one of those. Oh, I love it. I have admired her from afar for a long time. And I need to I need to hit you up to connect me to her because I, I just have such... Um, you know, as, as a small business owner, right? Like you look at that, like that's an industry that's fast growing and there's all this competition now and she's been doing it for a long time. And I, I kind of would love to hear behind the scenes about her business sometime too, but, um, Megan McKay, if you're listening in, we're coming for you. <laughs> yes. You can call us at, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we did that the first night and then the conference actually kicked off with Julie Kenny, who's the deputy secretary of agriculture. And, uh, Julie's somebody that I just adore. I Every time I hear her talk, I think we have a lot of things in common, number one, but um, she's just so down to earth. Yes. And she has a real story that I think a lot of us can connect with in some facet. You know, uh, one of the stories that I shared was about my family and she talked a lot about her family and agriculture because this is our roots, but also how she's working on policy and development in a professional life. And uh, it really resonated well with the, uh, with the whole audience. And um, I think a takeaway that I wanted to share, uh, she mentioned something called a Kairos moment, and it was actually published by the New York Times. And so what that Kairos moment is, is it's when you have kind of an aha in your life. Maybe you think of it as a, a fork in the road, or maybe it's the time in your life when you really realize this is it for me. And um, I just really thought that that was a great way to describe and make sure everybody Googles Kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S, um, and think about that moment for you and when it compelled you to work harder, try something different, or look at a new avenue. Yeah. And I honestly had never heard of that before. I don't know what hole I've been living in. Um, was this new to you or had you heard of this before? Absolutely new to me. But okay. as soon as she started describing it, I knew the moment when it hit my life and I'm, and I'm thankful that it did. And I think that there was one in your life too that you were willing to share. There was, there was. And I'm going to dig into that later in this episode. But um, I was the next speaker up. And one of my favorite things to talk about, of course, is farm her. It's like, I always say it's my third child, you know, and um, I absolutely love it. And I love sharing the stories of the women. So I was able to uh, kick it off to a little bit about myself and then, um, you know, some of the women we talked about, Taylin and Sharon, who, you know, we're going to talk about this a little bit more um, here soon. But, you know, the the stories that we share 
I love sharing the happy stories. I love sharing the good stories, but there's the, like the real life, the nitty gritty, the, the hard stuff that's out there too. And uh, so I talked a little bit about Taylor and Sharon, who are two women who were on during season three of Farm Her, our TV show. And if you didn't get a chance to watch that one, you need to go back and watch it. I need to go back and watch it. They're uh, inspiring and they're, they're, they're like going through the hard stuff, you know, and I, I hope they're starting to come out of some of the hard stuff after a major loss of, um, of someone very dear to them. Um, but you know, we, we talked about that. I, I love to share, you know, just the variety of women that I meet. So, uh, another one was Sherry Shaver, who I went to this trout hatchery in upstate New York. And I learned that I, um, don't ever want to touch a 15 inch live brown trout ever again. Grow. Gross. Did you touch it? Yeah. Did you get it? it took me like 10 minutes to grab it though. I mean, I was like, I don't know. Have you ever, I mean, I'm sure you have. Everyone's touched fish. This is like a huge fish though, in a box full of huge wiggling fish. And I totally freaked out. <laughs> and so um, anyway, we, we went to that trout hatchery and it, it was cool. And then I talked a lot about opportunity and I'm going to delve into that a little bit later in this episode, because that's a reoccurring theme that happened at I Am Farm Her. Julie talked about opportunity. I talked about opportunity. I know you did too, Jenny. So with that, um, you know, let, let's move on past mine. P- these people get to hear from me all the time. Um, but what else was your takeaway from that first day? We had a farmer's market shortly after that, didn't we? That was amazing. So there's one of these breakout sessions. And one thing I really liked about um, the events coordinators with I Am Farm Her, um, you know, Carly did a great job. And Jen, when they gave the options, you know, it's always tough in conferences when it's like, okay, I have to actually choose between these different tracks. Yeah. And I really think in my heart that there's, I'd like to have each of them actually. So they set it up well so that when you attended, you were able to go to both different tracks. And I just think that that's a wonderful opportunity so that you can get the most out of the experience and conference as you can. But one of them was they had actual vendors come in and vend items like it was a farmer's market as Kelly Foss, who is the current director of the downtown Des Moines farmer's market, um, gave insights as to the farmer's market and the history. And so you were able to buy everything from wonderful sedum or succulent planters. Mm-hmm. And you could buy anything from as well as um, different types of um, soaps and, uh, and products. And how cool is that? Not only for an opportunity, because, you know, I'm a vendor um, to have an a great reception to be able to do that as well as the attendees to take a nice gift home. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. And uh, one fun thing I thought they went around the room and each one told a little bit about themselves, which I felt like it, it was fun and it made me want to go up to them and talk to them and hear more about what they do. And, and I know I saw a lot of these conversations happening, you know, how do you do this? You know, a little bit more uh, digging in about that because I'm sure there's something there we can all connect over. And um, I did leave with some wonderful cinnamon, caramel sauce (laughs) and it was from a goat dairy here in Iowa and it was so good. So yes, I walked away with some fun stuff from that. So, um, that was pretty cool. And then, uh, we're, we're getting a little close to break here, but the other thing that happened during those breakouts was we, um, we talked about taking care of yourself and I heard a lot of people kind of behind the scenes uh, talking about that. And then I heard a lot of people asking questions during that. And and we had a couple mental health professionals there who uh, really talked about kind of some ways that we can stop and take better care of ourselves. Did you get to hear that one, Jenny? Absolutely. I did. And you know what it reminds me of, and you would resonate with this well. 
when does it say in the airplane, we got to put our own mask on first before we reach out and help somebody else. So as we go into break and take a look, like just reflect on that life lesson. Everyone's important. And by helping yourself, it doesn't mean that you're putting yourself in front of others. It means that you're putting your best self out there to help other people in this world. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I just wrote an article about that and I just read it in the Successful Farming uh, Magazine this month. So um, yeah, it's a pretty important thing. And I feel like it's something that we kind of hear all the time and we talked about that, but I think it's something we need to hear all of the time, right? So for all of you out there listening, a repeat on what Jenny just said, be sure to put your mask on first, take care of yourself, take a deep breath, and uh, that will allow everybody around you to uh, thrive as well. So with that, we're going to do one more segment here with Jenny. Stick with us. We're going to be right back here on Shining Bright as we wrap up the I Am Farm Her conference. This is Katie Crow, owner of Uplift Fitness Studio. Uplift Fitness Studio is a boutique fitness studio located right in the heart of Grimes, Iowa, in the Governor's District. Uplift offers a variety of group fitness classes, such as yoga, cardio, Zumba, bar, and strength classes. All new students can get their first week free with no obligation. At Uplift Fitness, we are passionate about uplifting women in our community to be strong, healthy, and happy. We strive to make a difference in their lives by creating an environment that allows our members to obtain their fitness goals and enjoy their experience in comfort and safety. Visit our website today at www.upliftfitnessstudio.com. We are back and I've got Jenny on the line for one more segment here. And so I had to leave. Speaking of opportunity, I've been in this class and I actually just finished it up. I know you all have been hearing about me talk about it on on this show. And um, I had to leave for the second day of our conference because it was uh, the the last um, in-person days of my class and I couldn't miss that. And I've got a wonderful team who made it possible for me to to step away. So Jenny, I know that you um, you've just filled everybody's hearts, I'm sure, with your keynote talk on the second day that I didn't get to hear. So I would love to hear from you if you could just kind of give us an overview of, of what you talked about and some of the takeaways that you wanted people to have. I would definitely love to. And I got to tell you, you know, I love public speaking and it's for me, it's easy to share my story because it's so personal and I know it so well. Um, it's not like I have to give up a really big technical presentation and you know spend weeks preparing for it. I feel like it should be so easy, but I got to tell you, there's still emotions that are involved. And uh, we were actually fortunate enough to have Governor Kim Reynolds um, come give us a, just an opening session for a nice 15, 20 minutes. So I was up to bat right after her. <laughs> no pressure. So of course, you know, my, t- my tummy's turning a little bit. And, but basically, you know, it, for those of you that couldn't join us and for those of you that did join us, a real quick recap of really what, what hit home was that I shared a little bit about my story, which we talked a little bit earlier in the episode about how I started farming. And then I took a job in a career in agriculture. Um, and then what that meant to me and specifically about um, how can you do it both? I get the question all the time about, you know, how do you do it both and how do you do a work-life balance? And I think a message that we need to, to, to uncover is that if you're 
if you're trying to figure out how to do work-life balance, it's already gone too far, yeah. right? Because that, your, your, your radar has already hit a, a threshold at which you need to think, take a look and think about exactly priorities. You know, we always get asked to prioritize things that are important in our work lives. Um, but we have to look at ourselves as a whole. And there's three components. You know, we've got mental, physical, and spiritual self. Um, so with that, when we gave it, when I was um, giving the keynote, I talked a lot about specifically about how some skill sets that I took with me farming, I may not be using those exact skill sets. Like I may not be laying plastic and drip tape and trying to figure out irrigation emitters myself, but now I'm in a job where I'm looking at people who are very much more far advanced in technical details of agriculture and high value agriculture, but it gave me a background and it gave me a sense so that I could sit around and be part of the conversation. And then being able to be in a position where I'm a solution-based um, representative for them, that's, that's one of the best jobs that I could have ever asked for. So we talked a little bit about that. And then, you know, the reason I raise heirloom tomatoes um, is one, I have a passion for culinary, the culinary world. I love tomatoes. Um, and I wanted to bring something that no one really ever else had out there at the scale that I, which I was producing. And it's all about genetic diversity for me. There's a, over 4,000 varieties of heirloom tomatoes out there that are available. And I'm only hitting about 45 of them. So I got a long ways to go. But when I take a look at the world in which I live in now, and especially what I do for BASF, it's about product stewardship and biodiversity. And those are really key elements in order for us to be sustainable and for us to be able to pass generational farming down and have those succession conversations and making it realistic and applicable for our future generations. So um, it was a wonderful keynote. I was really worried. I thought, are they going to listen for a whole hour? But you know, Margie, time flies when you're having fun. It does. Yeah. Like, like it does right here on Shining Bright. But I mean, I would, I would love to listen to you for an hour. I was bummed that I had to miss it. Um, And uh, when I opened it up, I just, you know, I, there's so many quotes from you that like I I keep in my pocket. And there was one that, that we opened it up with. And um, I, I love that you talk about this. You're like, there's some days that I wish I could just like light a match and walk away. And whether that's a farm, whether that's a business, whether that's a job, like I think you're so real in that we all have those days, right? Like every single one of us has those days, no matter how much we love what we do. There are those days that you would almost pay money to see it go up in flames. Um, yes. But, you know, that's okay. And, and that's, I'm, I'm taking your quote from you. That's okay. It's Good. okay to feel that normal. way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for any audience, especially women and uh, especially a group of women in, in production agriculture um, at this point in time. So uh, thank you so much for, for giving us a, just a glimpse into that, Jenny. Um, so the few things also that I can only talk about b- based on what I saw on paper, because unfortunately I still wasn't there, uh, where we, we ended with something called the cube. And then we had Rosalind from John Deere, who is, um, the first, let me see, she's the first African-American female to hold her position, Rosalind Fox. So she's the factory manager at John Deere Des Moines Works. So I heard that she just absolutely killed it. And uh, tell me what your takeaways were from Rosalind. I tell you, the speakers that we had were just absolutely remarkable. I mean, you leave there as a feeling of ambition and power and everything that Maybe you needed a small dose of, and Rosalind was one of those individuals who carried that message through. Um, She talked about her journey 
And she also shared some amazing, innovative technology and gave us an insider look as to what is on the forefront of John Deere's mind in terms of equipment, innovation, and how they are going to help farmers in the future with technology. So it was really cool to be part of a special um, niche, small crowd that got to see some of that ahead well in advance of the market. Um, But one thing that she said, because she put her journey map on there for us. And she talked about growing up outside of a, in a suburb of a large city and taking a year off. And in that year off, she didn't make great decisions. And what I loved about her is she's so willing to share that she wasn't making great decisions. Mm -hmm. Because you know one thing about me, I'm happy to share the honesty of what we do because it's how we get here, every memory and every moment. But what she said is one of the careers she took when she was going from 3M being offered a job and it was a relocation job. She said she was in the car driving And she said, I just cried it out. (laughs) She said, and it was one of those ugly cries, the cries you don't ever want anybody to see. And everyone in the audience was smiling because you know what? I know exactly. Men, women, children, everybody included. We've had those moments and those are real and those are what get us forward. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the most cleansing rain or something, right? When that happens, it's just like it, you yeah. let it all out. And, you, you know, like we keep it all bottled in, but we really do need to let it out more sometimes. I, I can't think of the last time I had one on. of those, but I'm probably due for one of those ugly cries. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, because you know what that means? That means that you are being here now. You're yeah. living in the present because you got to start working in the future. And that's exactly how the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jenny, I have to tell you, this was such a pleasure getting to walk back through. I am farm her any like real high level takeaways from the whole event that you want to leave uh, this um, audience with. Absolutely. In terms of our audience profile, it doesn't matter who you are. And Margie did a great job of starting it off. We want anyone to come join us that is inspired or has some sort of touch or interest within food, agriculture, and our economy. We have everyone from boots to boardroom members, and that is the way that we make the experience so diverse and so unique and one of the only places that you can get it. So I just will encourage all of you to understand, um, come shine with us and uh, come join us because I'm definitely going to be able to uh, take the time and hope to join in the years to come. Yeah, yeah. And, and if there's not an event near you or you can't make it happen, Follow that farm her hashtag, share your stories online, connect with other people who do that. There is magic in connecting. There really is. And and even if you just can't be in the same place. So Jenny, thank you so much. I know you've got gladiolas to get back to up there in Michigan. So thank you for joining us. You take care. Thank you. See you soon. Okay. And everybody, we will be right back here. We've got a little bit more to wrap it up with on Shining Bright. So stick with us. Hi, this is Margie Geiler Alanese. This week on Shining Bright, we're revisiting and wrapping up the I Am Farm Her conference. Now it's your turn to get in on a few of the inspiring keynote talks, including one from Farm Her and MC of the event, Jenny Smith. And then we'll visit with Lisa Rasmussen, who attended and shared her Farm Her story with me. Saturday at noon and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Roll Radio 147 and the SiriusXM app. I thought it was going to pop up.
Welcome back to Shining Bright. So we have another episode today. You might recall one recently where we talked about uh, making some hard decisions. And sometimes those are for exciting things. Sometimes they're for scary things. And, um, you know, shortly after we recorded that episode, I found myself sitting next to a woman who I have met before at our I Am Farm Her conference, Lisa Rasmussen. Welcome. Great to be here today. Yeah, thank you for being here. So we got into a discussion at lunch about some very real things that you and your husband have been dealing with. But before we get into that, uh, let's take it back a little bit. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Um, did you grow up around agriculture? What is your uh, What do you do today? Um, well, I did. I well, from the time I was about you know second kindergarten, first second grade. Um, we moved to the farm. My dad had been a teacher, and um, but he always wanted to get closer to the farm. He was an ag teacher. And then he did some farm business association stuff, and then he taught ag at college, at a college, and then they were just waiting for the chance to get back to north central Iowa to farm. And um, my, I think my grandpa um, had a heart attack, and my mom and dad already had a contract to a farm in the drawer thinking, mm-hmm. and they took that as a sign to move back home. So then I became a farm farm girl. Yeah, and um, it's a great place to great place to grow up. Um, so we lived on this farm, north central Iowa, and we had pigs and um, row crop, uh, raised corn and soybeans. And I was back in the day of growing up, walking beans and helping in the farrowing farrowing rooms and um, mm-hmm. filling the hay mow. You've done it all. We have. I have. And um, my husband worked for my dad for a few summers, and he was a, a farm boy from up in the same area. We went to high school together. And um, I, I left and went to Iowa State to college. I was going to be an art girl. I have, an art, I have an art degree with a minor in business. I think you still are an art girl. I <laughs> am an art girl. I am an art girl. But that was, I left the farm, go to Iowa State, going to be an art girl. And still had this farmer at home. And I, you know, thoughts of, oh, let's go to New York City and do some art. Let's do this. Let's buy a farm near Ames so I can be, well, we're, we're farmers that right near where we grew up uh-huh. and don't regret a second of it. Yeah. Um, first couple of years we were married, I worked in a bank and did some marketing. But eventually I was back to the farm mm-hmm. and had a home business um, did custom matting and framing, raised our kids, and was kind of on the fringes of our agriculture. But we raised 300, um, we had 300 sow um, A house farrowing in the field. Mm-hmm. That's the, kind, the way we were raising pigs then. Looked cute, um, raised kind of a fatty pig. Mm-hmm. But as um, the industry called for more of a lean meat product, we made the transition and we put some finishing barns up and kind of moved our operation inside. And so there, there we had a, you know, farrow to finish sow farm. We were finishing a thousand or had a thousand sows, um, finishing 25, 26,000 head of pigs a year, raising wow. all of our corn. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working with employees. I was HR. Um, learned how to drive a tractor so that I could help in the field, um, driving catch cart and, you know, kind of doing all the things, yeah. doing all the things. And really excited to raise protein to feed the world. Yeah. 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 Well, we do that well here in yeah. Iowa. Yeah. We, 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 do. we really do. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about maybe some of the transition that I know is going on. That, that's kind of how we fell into this discussion, right? Exactly. So, exactly. Um, you led us up to the, the thousand yeah. farrowing sows. And, 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 you know, 
I guess our best crop we've raised on the farm are our three children. Yes. We have a older son, 33 years old. It's our second son is 31. They're both married and have children. And we have a daughter who's 24. And our oldest son is, is works close with agriculture with Farm Credit Service of America, and he's always farmed a little bit with us. Mm-hmm. And um, he and his wife made the transition to come back towards the farm, and they are a lot of they're a key part of our succession plan. Yeah. And you know, in the industry right now, raising pigs, raising animals is hard stuff. The foreign foreign diseases. Um, oh yeah. Things are hard. There's a lot of risks, and we were we were not raising for anybody. We're independent farmers, mm-hmm. and it becomes the not if, but when you're going to catch some of these diseases, the risks are high. And we got to talking about our succession plan. And when we have, you know, one son coming home and, and he wants to, he's interested in the cropping, mm-hmm. he's interested in finishing pigs, but not the other part. Right. We had to start making, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we're 56, 57 years old. And where do we want to be in five years? Yeah. And we started looking at our succession plans and had to make some decisions on how to change that. Right. Because, yeah. I, w- I want to stop right there because I know there's a lot more story, but I think the key here is you looked at what you wanted, yeah. right? Because you are at a point in life where you've worked really hard, you've built yes. this. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think so many times on farms, there's like kind of one vision that we're just going to keep growing this. And it's like, we don't have to raise pigs. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. And so, that's great. Yeah. But, what do you want? And I think that's, uh, for me, that's one of the hardest things to, to figure out. Like right. people ask, I feel like for the last like two years, people have been like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. I know I, I know what I want for farm her, but I don't know what I want. What I want. Right. Yeah. And you know, Kevin and I looked at each other and we're like, we don't want to be, we don't want to be in this, these shoes all the time where we're worried about there's the stress. We wanted to lower that level a little bit. And how do we do that? But we still love pigs. We love speaking up and speaking out for agriculture. We still want to be in the pig industry, but he and I, we don't want to be in charge of a big empire. Right. We want to just be in charge of us. Yeah. And so we started talking about, oh, do we sell a piece of land? Do we sell, do we do, what do we do? How do we do this? And we decided to sell our sow barn and sell the, sell the factory, sell the, the, the farrow to, the farrow to feeder pig part. Was it, um, now, did you guys employ an outside resource to kind of help you come to this decision? Or, or what, what were some of the tools uh, that you used to come to that decision? Because that's a big one. Um, a lot of brainstorming and troubleshooting. Um, yeah, we talk with our, we, we rely on our, our, um, our vet. We rely on our lender. Mm-hmm. We rely on our accountant. Mm-hmm. But, and we rely on our faith in God. Yeah. We did a lot of praying. Um, we had to do a lot of talking with each other, a lot of role playing, um, but this decision really brought us to our knees. First time we talked about it, first time we told our kids, a lot of tears. Yeah, because it seems like you're giving up on something it, that you worked so hard for, right? It does. It seems like we were giving up on what were supposed to be our dreams. Yeah. What and, was your dream? Yeah, yeah. Right. And to make that transition, I mean, each time we talked with people, each time we shared our plan, there were fewer tears. And there was more conviction that we were chasing our next dream yeah. and it was the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's important. And, and that's, uh, I mean, one of the toughest things mm-hmm. that when you talk about making a tough decision, like this is leading you to where you know you want to go. But um, yeah, like all, all the ifs, ands, or buts. So 
Um, you just can't do it just because we've always done it this way. No, no, you can't. Gosh. You have to get away from that mindset. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that quote. You can't do it just because you've always done it this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we've we've got to get going to break, but uh, we're gonna be back with Lisa, and we're gonna dig a little bit more into this decision and kind of where they're at today with it. And I want to know where you're gonna go. What 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 are your plans? Because I've I've learned a little bit about accountability. You got to put that out there, That's right? right? That's right. And I I also want to talk about that accountability and making that decision for you too. So everybody uh, stick with us. We've got just a little bit left here on Shining Bright. But in case you didn't know, you can join the Farm Her Journey today. First off, watch our TV show Fridays and Sundays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on RFD TV and visit us at farmher.com. You can hear all the stories, see those pictures from behind the scenes, read the blogs and learn about everything else we've got going on with Farm Her. And while you're there, of course, be sure to check out all of that fun merchandise and sign up for our mailing list to stay in the know. We'll be right back with Lisa. back here on Shining Bright. This is our wrap-up piece. We are with Lisa Rasmussen here in the studio, and this all started from a lunch conversation at I Am Farm sure Her. Did. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it, it hit me that you were very open about what was going on, and I really appreciated that because I, could tell, I can tell that this has been a tough thing for you. So um, take me back to how, how you figured out your why. Well, you know, um, last, it's been a full year ago plus, um, year ago, January, our daughter-in-law nominated us, um, Kevin, for America's Pig Farm of the Year. Mm-hmm. And between the two of us, Kevin and I, we went through all the documentation, all the the forms and the paperwork, and it asked a ton of hard questions. And a lot of those questions have to do with your why. Why are you in the pork industry? What's important? What do you value? What, the we care principles that are that are valid in caring for animals. Why? Which is the most important? And it came back to, I mean, we could identify our we care principles that were valid to us. We love our employees. Our employees help us. They take care of us. If we do the right things, they're going to care for the community. So do we. Um, caring for the animals. All of those things, but it came down to what we really care for is caring for animals, caring for pigs and working hard together. And um, things were really, things were not, I guess it was time to move on, time to make a transition in what we did because we were getting older, we're getting closer to retirement, whatever that looks like as a farmer. Um, (laughs) And so we made kind of the decision to talk to our kids, say, I think we're going to, we're going to downsize. And we had, we, the mantra, the, the mindset came, this is not, we're not, we haven't failed. Yeah. At first making that decision, you look at each other and this is what we are going to do for our life. We're mm-hmm. going down with, we're, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of realized we need to do this a little bit differently. And we want to have time to do, so Lisa can do more art shows with her art gig. And we mm-hmm. wanted to have more time with the grandkids and we want to have more time to speak out for pork production. And yeah. we want to have time to do a little bit of traveling and there's things we want to do. And we need to do the pig thing just a little differently. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the accountability thing, we first tell our kids and that was tough. Yeah. And they were totally supportive. Really? Arms, why arms, 
right around us. Did you go into that really worried about their reaction? Like, were, were you like, was that keeping you up at night before that? It was, we were nervous. Yeah. We, we were shaky. Mm-hmm. We, it was hard. Um, they just were hands down. You're good, mom and dad. Yeah. You're good. Um, what about your employees? Has that been a tough transition? That's been hard. Yeah. We love our employees. We have mm-hmm. the best employees in the world. And um, transitioning with selling the sow barn, we have told the new owner, we received an offer last week and we've, from the day one, we've told the new owner, you have got to take our people. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. They are fantastic. That's why we've been able to be who we are. Yeah. So we have good people. Yeah. And you have to have good people. Um, you, you, ha- you have to. Yeah. Yeah. You None either of it are the good that. people or you have more good people behind you or both. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some mix of all yeah. of it probably. So, right? you know, right, right now we've transitioned to, we're selling the, the Pharaoh to finish or the, the Pharaoh to wean part. And we're, Kevin and I are working on two, our two finisher barns. We're working in them and we're doing the work and we're, mm-hmm. we're, I mean, Kevin's always done that, but I'm jumping in with, right with him yeah. and um, not doing as much payroll and HR and bookkeeping with my employees as I had. And now I'm working with the pigs. Yeah. And I, I know we talked about this. You, the, this was your second year at I Am Farm Her and, mm-hmm. and you went home last year with a changed uh, vision yeah. of yourself on home, the farm. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm not just a farm wife. I'm not just the one that sits in the office and does the payroll. I am a farm her yeah. and I am important. Yeah. And it did change my drive. And when I talked about this spring, going back to farm her conference, I'm like, man, Kevin, it's been a tough year. And, and I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I should do it. He says, there's no if nans or buts about it. You came home a changed woman last year. You will be going back to farm her this year. Oh, good. And it was exciting because my daughter-in-law came along with, and um, she was able to network and meet other farm hers. And um, yeah, we went running to, together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good, it was a good, good conference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, any chance that you can stretch yourself and be around like-minded people, I think that's the key, right? Like that is getting, absolutely getting yourself key. a little bit out of your comfort zone. For me, and, it's a lot out of my comfort zone, yeah. a lot out of my comfort zone. So this was good. Yeah, good. Well, I'm so glad that uh, lunch brought us together. I'm so exactly. glad I heard your story. I needed to hear your story too, because it's kind of been a transitional time for me as well. And yeah. so hearing other people say, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's and okay. you're a success. Uh, you are a success, even though your path may have changed. Yeah, You're doing good things. You're just doing them a little differently. Well, thank you. You are an inspiration. It is so important to share those stories. And I know, I know that there's people out there listening, nodding, going, yes, mm-hmm. I needed to hear this today too. So Lisa, thank you so much for being here on Shining Bright. Thanks, Margie. Yep. And for all of you listening, don't forget to check out farmher.com. That's where the stories, the pictures, the blogs, and the way to stay connected are. You've been listening to Shining Bright by Farmhood. Be sure to listen Saturdays at noon and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM's Rural Radio 147 and the SiriusXM app. And now, go shine bright.